Hey, everybody. Hey, listen, Greatness Tribe. Hey, listen, have you joined our text group? I, I know you have already, but if you haven't, I want to make sure that you know and are aware that we have one. The importance of this text group is so that me and you can be able to stay connected. I know that there are times that I can go live. There are things that we are going to be releasing. Uh, there are conversations that I'm going to be having, and I don't want you to miss none of that. I want you to be able to be involved in everything that we're doing as the Greatness Tribe. So this is what I need you to do. I need you to text 833-398-1648. That's the number I need you to text to. And here is the phrase. I need you to only text greatness. Now, again, what is this going to do? This is going to allow me to be able to text you personally so that we can be able to stay in contact, be able to stay connected so we can continue to talk. Um, so you can know what's happening, what products that we're going to be offering or what things are going to happen. Again, I don't want you to miss out on anything. So listen, this is important because if you believe that this greatness tribe is impacting your life and is very vitally important to what you're doing, you're always expecting these Monday, these Monday nights conversations and um, and the posts that I do throughout the week, you're expecting these things and you're anticipating these conversations. You don't want to miss any of them. So again, text greatness to 833-398-1648 in the greatness tribe. I'll talk to you soon. Hello and welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. I am your host, Hiram Roche. And on this platform, as always, it is an honor to be here with my Greatness tribe and to be able to have the conversations that we have been having. It is truly been a great month. We are still in the month of January. This is our last Monday in this month. And throughout this month, we've been having a conversation, really building this foundation to understand what greatness is to us. We have already defined this. We have already went through these conversations. Um, and if you are just joining in on these conversations, please go back throughout this month and just listen to some of the episodes so you can be able to know what's going on. Tonight, I am not going backwards to be able to define all those things. I really wanna jump right in because as I told you on the last podcast, tonight I want to talk about this concept of balance. One of the things I think that we, um, I can say for me, that I struggle with, I remember um, before I am got the job that I got now and before I started to, before I even moved um, to Colorado and I was in Texas, I have been in the position and doing what I was doing for so long, um, I feel like I had some form of a balance, right? I had some form of balance because I had gotten used to the type of responsibilities that I had at work, um, what I was doing at the church, and all the other things that came with me being the father, me being a husband, um, you know, all of those entities of stuff. I was, I had created some form of normality or some form of a, what I would consider as some form of a balance, right? But it was when things started to adjust, when uh, we were no longer doing the youth ministry and now um, that time that I would spend for that and having the meetings and all of those things that came with that, that now has changed. That, that kind of threw my balance off. And it felt like from that moment, um, for, for a moment, I would say that I was out of balance. I was trying to figure out this thing um, in balance. And then when I moved here to Colorado, um, initially, 
I felt like I was good, <laughs> all honesty, because I had time, I had flexibility, um, I had some of the things that I needed to spend the time with my family, take care of uh, church business, still working and, you know, doing all the things. And I felt like I was getting in a good routine to be able to do all the things that I felt like I was called to do, right? And had some form, again, some form of balance. Now, I started the job that I'm on now, and man, you're talking about a struggle trying to figure out this balance. But what I realized is that when we're looking at this concept of greatness, I don't know if there is a real thing of being balanced. And what I mean by that is we think balance is I have enough time to do this, this, and this, right? I have enough time for myself. I have enough time to pour into my family and I have enough time to do my job. And, and hopefully I can have some time to spend with friends or hopefully I can have some time to dive into this or whatever that new thing is, right? Sometimes we think about balancing in, 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 in an equal place where everything has an, an equal portion of time. But sometimes that's not reality. Sometimes you might get enough time to be able to spend with your your family during the week, depending on your job um, and depending on you, if you have other responsibilities. You know, sometimes depending on how your week goes, you, you might have you might not even have time really to put the time in for you. Like so figuring out this thing of balance, specifically when we're talking about this thought process of greatness is vitally important. And so what I want to be able to really lean into tonight, I, I am going to give us again the definition that we are leaning into what we define greatness as, but I also want to be able to kind of give us some, some scriptural context to be able to see what balance in some form look like. And the balance that I want to first start off in the conversation about is really the balance for us the balance of self-care, because one of the things for me that I have realized over time, and my mentor has been helping me with this, and uh, friends have family members, they've been, help, they've been trying to get me to understand this concept, is that we all hear the phrase that if you're not good, then everybody that's depending on you won't be right. We, we, we understand that phrase. We understand the, the airplane concept that, you know, if the, uh, if the oxygen mass dropped down, you got to, you know, put it on you first before you can take care of anybody else. We understand and we have heard that concept over and over again. But what I have come to understand with myself and some people that I have spoken with over the time is having self-care is vitally important, but man, when do you have the time? When, when, do you, when do you put in the time and the moments to be able to take care of and have that real balance when it comes to you, taking care of you? Um, and so when we look at greatness, greatness is defined by the greatness tribe. This is what we defined it as. Greatness is the, the ability to be able to serve well. I'm going to say it again. Greatness is the ability to be able to serve well. Um, our phrase, our quote that we are leaning on that I believe helps to compass what we're talking about um, is from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., which says, not everybody can be famous, but everybody can be great because greatness is determined by service. I'm going to read that one more time. Not everybody can be famous, but everybody can be great 
because greatness is determined by service. So again, like we've said over these past couple of weeks, greatness is again, is not you becoming famous. Now you might be depending on what you're doing, depending on how you're serving, you might, your field might make you famous in a sense. Um, everybody might not hit the limelights. Everybody might not hit the big screen, right? That's not even really per se in some form. That's not even really the goal. Um, some people that is their goal, but some people, I believe their goal was just to be good at what they do. And it has now placed them in a position where they are now looking in the cameras and being in front of the limelight and um, being called all these different things, right? So that's understandable. But if because the concept of greatness is its basic form, the foundation of being great is having the ability to serve is using your skill, is using your, your wisdom, is using your guidance, is using your flaws and your strengths to be able to serve someone else, to be able to help someone else. Uh, the base scripture that we have been leaning on, that is the base of the Focus on Greatness podcast, is Matthew chapter 23, verses 11, which says, but he that is greatest among you shall be your servant clearly stating this concept or mindset that when we're talking about greatness, greatness is the ability to be able to serve well. The reason why Jesus uses this statement in this phrase is another phrase that he uses that he says, those that are chief among you shall be your slave. In, in, in these two big conversations, basically what he's saying is in a nutshell, don't get so your greatness is not how much money you have. Your greatness is not how high you go in your positions. Your greatness is not how, how big you become. What your greatness is, is what are you doing with the things that you have? How are you helping others? How are you pouring into the next? What are you doing with the skill or the ability or the finances that you have? Are you Don't be like the Pharisees and the Sadducees where they had all of this power, had all of this money, had all of this strength and all of this authority but they were only using it to be able to get more famous, to get more money, to be able to be more popular. But they were not using it for what God had given them the ability and the skill for it. They were not using it to be able to help others. And so we've leaned in on those on some of the other podcasts. And again, if you haven't listened to it, you want to make sure you go back and you check those out um, because those conversations was vitally to be vitally important to help build this concept of this conversation that we are having. Because I believe once we have a clear understanding of what greatness is, I, I, I have to just pause, but once we have this great understanding of what greatness is, once we have a mindset and an understanding of what this is, then what ends up happening is we start to adjust our lives so that we can make sure that we are functioning and walking in our greatness. Like we, we have to, once we have a clear understanding of what that is, it then should change our perspective. It should change how we view things, how we see things when it comes to our skills and our ability and what we are doing. It should make you look at your relationships differently. It should make you look at your job differently. It 
should make you look at what you're doing in church, in your ministry, in your business, whatever that is, all the things that you are um, um, a part of in one form or another, it should get you in a position and in a place where now your perspective of how you see those things and the people that are connected to you, you should see all of those things differently when you understand what the context of what greatness is and how we are supposed to be walking in it. Now, yes, do I want you to be a great father? Yes. Do I want you to be a great husband? Yes. Do I want you to be a great businessman? Yes. Do I want you to be able to have the amount of finances you need to be able to take care of your family? Yes, I do. I want you to be able to walk fully in the call that you have. Yes, I do want you to be able to have the home that you desire. Yes, I want all of those things. I would love for you to be able to walk into all those things. But the question that I ask myself in moments like this is, why do you really want it? Okay, why do you want the house? Why do you want to be rich? Why do you want the vehicles? Why do you want to have the business? What What is the real reasoning of why you want to be able to do it? And, and majority of the time when we start to look at it and we go down to the bottom portion of it, the, the, the real purposes of why we have those things, the real reasoning of why I feel like I need to make X amount of dollars. I'm not gonna tell you how much I believe I need to be able to make, but there's a reason of why I need to make the amount of money I need to. There's, there's, there's people that I feel like the, the, when God blesses me as he continues to bless me and increase me financially, right? There are things or people that I am going to be pouring into. There are people that I'm going to support. Um, there are folks that there are, there are things that I want to be able to help people to be able to walk in, in their calling. And sometimes they, they can't walk in their calling, not because they don't have the vision, not because they don't have the, the support. Not even because they don't have the know-all or they don't know what their thing is. That sometimes it's the reasoning why they cannot walk in that is because they don't have the financial ability to be able to walk in their dream. I feel like I just went on a whole rant, I, I, and but it's good. It's a good rant. But I believe with all of those things, right, me, me wanting to be a great father, me wanting to serve my wife, me wanting to serve at my job, me wanting to serve here on this podcast, me wanting to be great in the ministry that I serve in, me wanting to be able to be great as a friend, me wanting to be great as a son, me, me wanting to be great in all of these areas as a brother, like me wanting to be great in all of these facets, serve in all of these facets, right? All of that is important. But if I do not have the balance of being able to make sure that I'm good, then I have nothing to pour. I have nothing that I can be able to pour out. There's nothing that I can be able to give I, because the concept of what I'm supposed to serve with is my surplus, is my overflow. It's, it's, it's the overflow of my experience. It's the overflow of my finances. It's the overflow of my wisdom. It's the overflow of my experiences, my goods, my weaknesses, my strengths. It's the overflow. The things that I'm teaching my sons now is overflow. It's from experiences that I have had over the years, as well as things that I am currently learning that I wish I could have done differently. So I'm giving unto them both glimpses, but it's a part of my overflow. But if I'm not taking the time to balance my life to a point where I'm making sure that self is good, 
my making sure that I am good, then I will be too drained, too frustrated, and too disconnected to be able to serve well. I'm gonna say that part again. If I do not take care of me, if I do not balance this thing called life and make sure that in the midst of all of these things that I take care of Hiram, then I would be too drained, I would be too frustrated, and I would be too disconnected to be able to serve. Have you ever been so frustrated you just didn't want to be around people? or so tired that you felt like you didn't have the energy to be able to do it. It's not that you didn't, your passion or your heart was not to serve them, but you just don't have time. You're so drained mentally, physically, sometimes emotionally because of your day that you don't have the energy to be able to pour out. That's because here's the reality, hard, very hard truth that I had to learn and I'm still learning on my own, my own self about myself is because Hiram, you're not taking care of you. You're serving everybody around you. You're running with like, like the old folks used to say, like a chicken, like a chicken with your head cut off. You're running in so many different places, serving in so many different areas, pouring out on so many different areas of your life. But when do you have time to restrain or refresh yourself? That's not balanced. That's not a balanced life. So here's this. This is what I want to read. Um, in John 13 and 15, Jesus says, while he is um, washing the disciples' feet, he's being able to show them as, as he's showing them how to be able to function in your greatness. He's giving them an example before them in John chapter 13. He's given an example before them of how to be able to serve. And this is what he says to them in verses 15, for I have given unto you or given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Now, everything that Jesus did before the disciples, everything that we are reading or seeing in the scriptures that we are watching how Jesus function is an example unto us on what we should do. It's, it's, it's an example. It's a picture. It's some form of way that we can be able to examine or see how we should be functioning. Now, in Luke chapter 5, Luke chapter 5, verses 16, this is what it says. Jesus has now just got finished ministering. He just got finished pouring out. Hear what I'm saying. I'm saying this intentionally. He just got finished pouring out. He just got finished serving this group of individuals. And this is what the scripture says after he was done. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. I'm going to read this again, and then I'm going to break this concept. Luke chapter 5, verses 16. I want y'all to put that in the comment section. Luke chapter 5, verses 16, it says, And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. What did Jesus do? Jesus took a moment to be able to refresh himself. So he took a moment where he went by himself and he went to pray. He went to get refreshed. He went to get 
restored. He went to get poured back into so that when he goes back out and so when he's out doing what he's doing, he has enough to now pour out to the people. Let me read something else. Mark chapter 6, verses uh, 31 through 33, and then I'm going to jump to verses 45 and 46. It says this, And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. He's talking to his disciples. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. And they departed into a desert place by ship privately. And the people saw them departing and many knew him and ran afoot thither out of all cities and outwent them and came together unto him. Now, let me pause here before we read this next part. Jesus is having, they just got finished doing some some work, ministry work. Now Jesus is telling his disciples, hey, listen, this is what I need y'all to do. I need y'all to go and um, get on this ship and just get away for a while because I know we've been running. I know we've been going and I know y'all have not even eaten. Y'all been working so hard. Y'all haven't even taken lunch. I get it. So this is what I need y'all to do. I need y'all to take a break. We're going to get in this ship and I want y'all to go. Just go into the ship and just get y'all something to eat, get refreshed, get, get some rest. And I'll, and basically, so we'll go to the other side. Right after Jesus says this, this large crowd of people come, and this is the scripture context where it talks about this large crowd of people are here, the disciples have nothing to eat, and they now come, and Jesus says, because he sees with his compassion, man, I, I don't want to get stuck there. He he starts to look at the people in compassion. And he says, these, the compassion came because I see that they're in need of a shepherd. These are sheep without a shepherd. I see that what is in me can assist what they need. I see that they are coming because they know that in my, I can feel that within me, I have what they need. I am able to serve them in what they need. So the scripture shows, we know this for some of us know this passage of scripture in this context that Jesus then, this is the scripture where it goes and talks about, uh, he borrows or takes away, takes this, this young man's lunch and is able to break it and be able to, he blessed it and broke it and was able to serve this multitude of people with all of this, with this small dish of food. He was able to serve all these people and then they had food left over. And then right after that, in verses 45, and straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida, while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. He says, listen, I need y'all to go. I'm going to take care of the group. I'm going to get them out. But y'all go ahead so we can y'all can get exactly what I told y'all. Y'all need a time of just relaxing. I'm going to get them away and then I'm going to get my time by myself. What is these both these scripture contexts from Mark chapter six and Luke chapter five? Both of these contexts show something that I think is vitally important. One, Jesus understood the need of having the balance of taking care of you. 
I'm going to say it one more time. Jesus understood the need of having the balance of taking care of you. He understands that is a need. Yes. Is there also a need to be able to serve? Yes, that is. But greatness is not just the ability to serve others well. It's also the balancing portion of being able to serve you well. So you have to realize that it's, in, it's as important for you to serve others as it is for you to serve yourself. That's a part of the balance of greatness. That's, that's this balancing act of greatness. It's, it's, it's just as important for you to help somebody in need, just like it's in, as important for you to make sure you take care of you. It's, it's, it's the greatest balancing act. You need to be strengthened. You need to have rest. You need to be able to eat. You need to be able to have the exercise so you can have the energy to do all the things that you need. You need to have time to read. You need to have time to study. You need to have time to do something fun. You need to have time where you can just get away. And if your thing is playing a game, you can be able to sit down and take a break and play a game and not have to think about anything else but having fun right now. You need to recognize and understand what you need in your balance. A lot of that is learning about yourself, learning what makes you happy, learning what makes you relaxed, learning what makes you stressed, learning when you are stressed, how to be able to deal with those things. So here's the thing that I'm learning for 2024. Here it is. This is for all of us for 2024. This is vitally important for 2024. We're going to have a successful year in 2024. But here's the thing that I need us to understand in this balance of greatness. One of the things that we realize in these passages of scripture, if we look through different passages and see different things, we can realize these things. Here's the thing that we realize and understand when we see this. It's not only does Jesus recognize that there needs to be a balance, he also recognized there needs to be boundaries. I'm going to take a pause and let you think a little bit. It's important for the balance but it's also helpful for the boundaries. That means here's a boundary for you. You don't go X amount of days without taking care of you. That's a boundary. You don't go X amount of days without doing whatever that is for you to get you to help you. You need to set in your schedule. When do I get time for me? Yep, I, I, I'm a father of two. Yes, I am a husband. Um, yes, I have friends. Uh, yes, I have other responsibilities. I have my job. I have the, the church ministry that I serve with. Um, I have this podcast. I have, I have things that I'm responsible for. I am a mentor and I'm a mentee. I, I, I have things. I, I'm, I just had one of my friends the other day. We were talking and he was like, hey, man, look. We need to put on a schedule so we can actually do some real dialogue at least once a month. I'm like, cool, when we gonna do it? Let's look at our schedule. Uh, my only my only available days is really the weekends. Cause Monday I'm doing this, Tuesday I'm doing this, Wednesday I'm doing this, Thursday I'm doing this, Friday I'm doing that. Weekends really is my only time. But in my time, I have now set time for Hiram. Matter of fact, I got it on my calendar. It's an appointment that I made, I had to make for myself. 
hey man, this is the time where you just rest. You can do whatever you choose. If you want to sit back, kick your feet up, and just watch some TV, amen, do it. If you want to be able to play, get on the game and just play a game, a game or two, amen, do it. If you want to go for a walk, do it. If you want to read a book, do it. If you want to take a nap because you're tired, physically, mentally, emotionally, you just need a, you need to rest. Do it. Because why? I had to set a balance, but I also had to create a boundary. Because here is where this is one of the things that I I have experienced throughout, I would just say throughout 2023. And I don't want to experience that again in 2024. I've had at least two moments, at least two moments where I had to end up going to the hospital, not like somebody had to drive me or whatever. I had to myself go and I had to get checked out because I kept having these these scenarios where um I would I would have like this uh un, like my my head would be extremely dizzy not hurting but just dizzy I mean real real dizzy um then in in connection to it it would have I would have some real hard chest pains where literally I felt like I mean my my chest was just hurting so badly right go see the doctor doctor don't understand what's going on have have another episode of it. Doc, same thing. Doctors don't recognize. And and the first question, one of the questions that he asked, is, "Are you stressed?" And I'm thinking to myself, "Am I stressed? Do you know what I got on my plate? Do you know what's going on in my mind every day? Do you know what I'm worrying about? What I'm struggling about? Do you know what I'm thinking about every day? Do you know what what every time that I go to work or every time that I come home or every time I I get a phone call from from my boys while I'm at work and I cannot communicate or do what I want to do? Do you know what when when I go to church and I'm looking at these things and this thing and these scenarios and this? Do you understand when I'm going and I'm looking at the podcast and I'm looking at this and I'm looking at? Do you understand all the things that are going on in my life? Heck yeah, I'm stressing. What do you mean? But the question really was, what time, what time do you take care of you? Talk to my therapist. When, when, when do you have set time for you? Talk to my mentor. When, when do you have set time for you? Talk to a friend. When, when, when do you have set time for you? When do you do something that has nothing to do with those things that make you stressful? I didn't. I didn't have it at all. I'm stressed about the job, stressed about the church, stressed about, I mean, I think my, I was having moments where I was just feeling overwhelmed because I didn't have the balance, because I was not setting boundaries for me. Not now. This boundary is not talking about the boundaries that you set for other people. No, it's setting the boundaries for you. Jesus recognized, hey, listen, I can go and minister. I can go do all of these things. I can serve at the greatest capacity. This is Jesus. This is God wrapped up in the human flesh. We, we, we realize and understand this, but we also recognize we have to be able to see that he is showing us an example. And the example that he's showing is, listen, even myself as God has to get moments where I have boundaries. I can't go that long. I can't go that long. 
I need time where I can just rest. We, we, we know about the scripture and sometimes we overlook this or, or we use this only in one side where the scripture talks about Jesus is with his disciples and they're going to the other side. Jesus now is at the, at the bottom of the boat and he's taking a nap while they're riding on the waves. The only people that's trusting and tripping out is the disciples. Jesus is sleeping. You know how important that phrase is? We get so caught up in the waves and everything that Jesus did after where he wakes up and he speaks to the winds and to the waves and tells them to calm down. And then he tells the disciples, basically, where's y'all faith, man? Why y'all tripping? We focus on all of those things, but what we miss is why was Jesus taking a nap? Because Jesus knew, hey man, I just got finished doing ministry. I need to take some time for me. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I need to take a, I need to, I need to rest. I need to rest this body. Why do I need to rest my body? Because where we're going, I have another assignment that pulls on my strength, that pulls on me. So I need to make sure that I am balancing this thing out, that I'm setting the boundaries, that I'm making sure that I take moments where I am saying, this is for me. I'm not being selfish, I'm being balanced. I serve over here, I serve over there, I do this and I do, I do all these things, but I need this part for me. I think if, if, if in some sense, this is not a blanket statement and I don't want it to be a blanket statement, but in some sense, I think majority of men just need the balance, need the moment where they can be able to just relax. They can have a moment where they can just breathe because not being balanced, not having the boundary, not getting that time where you can get refreshed and restored sometimes can make you go crazy. Sometimes can make you go to an end that you can't come back from. See, we, even when we, and I, I, even when we look at, we look at this man of God in the Old Testament, it's a man by the name of Samson. And we look at Samson and we look at his storyline. And, and, and I think one day I'm going to have a conversation about this phrase or this thought process. Um, I'm not going to throw it out now, but I'll, we'll talk about it soon. But when we look at his life, we look at all the things that he was doing. You got to think about, he, he was commissioned with a call before he was born. He was now raised with um, in a family. He had certain things that he loved. He enjoyed. He 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 was connected to. Um, in reference to relational wise, he had a bad relationship where his wife ends up cheating on on him with his best man. But in the same time, he's fighting for people. He's he's going after these things. He's trying to defend a people, a group of individuals. He's now frustrated. He's agitated. He's he's overly overwhelmed by the responsibility that he's carrying, by the things that he has to do, by the by the by his past circumstances and situations. He's raised in a community where he probably still got to see his ex every day. So he runs away from that and goes finds another woman 
woman to be able to hopefully take care of or satisfy the stress that he's under and the stuff that he's dealing with. And all of these things, he ends up finding himself in the lap of a woman by the name of Delilah. And we can look at Delilah however we choose, but what we cannot be offended of and what we cannot get frustrated about is that Delilah was giving him something that he, his life was not giving him. His life was giving him stress. His life was making him overwhelmed. Delilah make him feel comfortable and this was a place where he could go and just feel relaxed. He didn't have to fight. He didn't have to be somebody. He didn't have to do all of these things. Matter of fact, you don't even see in the context of the scriptures where it's where, where he's having to serve her. This is the only place where he got relaxation. And he finds himself in a position that then puts him in a worse position. All because what you never see in scripture is he had balance. He never had balance. He never had a boundary. He never had a moment to himself. He never had a moment where he could just breathe and relax. He never had a moment where he didn't have to serve. He didn't have a moment where he was not fighting or looking at somebody wanting to fight him. He never had that moment. He was always chasing and running and serving. So he finds himself in a bad situation all because he didn't have a balance. He didn't have a boundary. The only time, I'll give this, let me back up. The only time you do see him by himself is he's getting honey out of a carcass of a lion that he killed. That's the only time you see him by himself. So not only is he fighting people and armies by himself, he's fighting animals. Not only are you fighting at your work and fighting in this place, but you're fighting, you're fighting things that look like they should tear you apart financially. You're looking at situations and things that's going on that should be ripping you emotionally apart. How do you deal with that? How do you overcome these things? Jesus shows us that there should be in our balance, there should be a time where we have our time of prayer and devotion. But there also should be included in that. There should be a time of where you can be able to do some form of workout exercise. There should be a time where you are, for you, just learning and reading something. There should be a time of leisure where you can just, hey man, take yourself out to the movies. Take yourself out to eat. If your thing ain't none of those things and you just want to go and just sit at home and watch, you know, watch Netflix. Hey Amen. Give yourself some time. You have to have a balance. You have to have a balance and you have to have your own boundaries. Hey Amen. I don't want you to go too far. I don't want you to go so far that you end up breaking down. Mentally, physically, emotionally. I don't want you to go that far to where you feel internally that, that it just takes one more moment and you want to snap. I don't want you to go that far. I want you to find the balance and I want you to create your boundaries and stick by your boundaries. Stick 
by your boundaries because it's important. It's important in the season that we're in that you are strengthened. It's important. It's important that you are in your right mind. It's important that you can be able to see well. It's important that you can be able to hear well. It's important. In the season that we're in, it's vitally important that you create the balance and that you make sure that you have the boundaries. This scripture context we normally read that I'm about to read, um, and then I believe we yeah we getting close to wrapping it up. But I but I'm, I I want to be able to make sure I read these this context. In Philippians chapter four verses twelve, Paul says something that I believe helps us. He says, "I know both how to be abased, and I know how to be abound. Everywhere in all things." I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. What is Paul saying? I have gotten to a place where I've learned how to stay balanced. It doesn't matter if I'm low in this season or high in this season. It doesn't matter if I'm full fully satisfied by all the areas of my life or there's areas that I'm still needing it doesn't matter if 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 I'm if I'm if I'm full or hungry it doesn't matter if in these is some slight areas of my life I'm not getting all the things that I need from them or from this place or from this area or from this thing I have learned how to be balanced I learned how to make sure I take care of me I learn how to make sure I keep my boundaries. Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses one through eight. We know the phrases that this says, but I want to read. It says to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. It's a time to be born and it's a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. If you're listening closely, what you hear is there's a time for balance. There's going to be moments where I cry. There's going to be moments where I laugh. Life balances it out. So what's important and walking in our fullness of this greatness. What's vitally important is yes, you have the ability to serve well. I want you to serve well as a father. I want you to serve well as a husband. I want you to serve well in your job. I want you to serve well in your, in your business that you're creating. I, I want you to serve well in whatever you're doing for finances, all of those things. I want you to be able to serve well. But I also want you to make sure 
that you're serving you well. Don't miss that moment or that statement because I want to make sure that you are serving you well by staying balanced and creating your boundaries. So I'll end with this. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. says, not everybody can be famous, but everybody can be great because greatness is determined by service. I love you all. And I'll see you next time right here on the Focus on Greatness podcast. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.